I, I was developing uh, what is a, an exciting message. It's exciting to me. God taught me a lot through this message. And, uh, and it is the right message for you. And so I am very, very excited about uh, teaching you this particular message next week. Uh, how many of you know that uh, just because you know the right thing to say, that is not the same thing as having the right timing in saying it? All during this week, while I, while I heard from God and I knew this is what he wanted you to hear, I still had a check in my spirit and I couldn't figure out what was going on. This has not happened to me before. Um, and so Saturday, I was uh, Saturday morning. I was wrestling, just really wrestling with what is this check? And what it was, uh, to make a long story very short, was uh, the Holy Spirit saying to me that He wants us to interrupt our regular programming and pray, just pray. You can imagine what happened last night when I heard President Bush say, one thing I ask of you, that you take time from whatever you're doing and pray. Just pray. We are in right smack dab in the middle of uh, world history. Our uh, military is in the middle of a, an, an invasion. It's almost at nighttime over there. It's a quarter till eight over there. Um, God is very interested with what is happening over there. Now, I know that you came this morning to get fed. That's our habit. We come and we, we hear from the Word and we, we drink so that we have enough to go out during the week. <clears throat> but God brought you here not to get fed but to do some work this morning. And our work is prayer. When there is a situation like this in the world, God calls His people to pray. Is a very, very, very powerful dynamic. The longer I'm in the faith, the more I see that happens purely by prayer. There's a lady here who, if some of you are here tomorrow night, she's going to give a testimony tomorrow night. Last, uh, during the Lenten service, uh, during the Ash Wednesday service, she was taken out. She has a horrible asthma problem. She was taken out, could not breathe, rushed her to the hospital. Um... And she, they couldn't get, they could not open her up. She was going into, on her way into cardiac arrest. And her husband called the office. The elders happened to be meeting. Um, we happened to get the phone call. Um, I went into the elders and I said, let's pray. The minute we prayed, David, she opened up. Prayer does wonderful things. Now, I want to just share with you, before I open it up for all of our prayers, because that's what we're going to do this morning. I said, Lord, you want me to preach on war? <laughs> How about if I pray? No, I want to hear from my people. That's another wonderful thing about this church. You will learn, the longer you come here, that the real ministry in this church gets done by the people. Pastors don't have anything to do with it, usually. I think sometimes we're here for decoration more than anything else. The real ministry in this church it's done by the people. And so that's who God wants to hear from this morning. Now let us just, in order to get down that road, let me give you a teaching. You will seldom get out of this church without a teaching. And so therefore, even though you don't have a sermon this morning, let me invite you, if you have your scriptures with you, 
to turn to Exodus chapter 17, verse 8. And I want to teach you just two things about prayer in battle. Exodus chapter 17, verse 8. The scripture says, Then Amalek came and fought against Israel at Rephidim. So Moses said to Joshua, Choose men for us and go out and fight against Amalek. Tomorrow I will station myself on the top of the hill with the staff of God in my hand. And Joshua did as Moses told him and fought against Amalek. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur, that's H-U-R for those of you who don't have your scriptures with you, went up to the top of the hill. So when it came about then when, that when Moses held his hand up, now I want you to get that phrase, it's very important. When Moses hand, held his hand up, that Israel prevailed. And when he let his hand down, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands were heavy. They took a stone and they put it under him and he sat on it. And Aaron and Hur supported his hand, hands, one on one side and one on the other. Thus his hands were steady until the sun set. So Joshua overwhelmed Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. I want you to te teach you two things about this. First of all, there is a difference between when Moses held his hand up with the rod and Moses stretched the rod forth. When Moses stretched the rod forth at various times in the Old Testament, the miracle power of God came without prayer and performed a miracle in the midst of the people. That is not what is happening here. You know the traditional posture for prayer is to hold your hands up. And so therefore... Moses is being instructed by God, being moved by God to pray for his people. Not to lead them into battle, but to pray. That is his participation. That is God's requirement for victory. And when the spiritual leadership prays, the causes of God prosper. And when the spiritual leadership does not pray, the causes of God fail. Now remember that. Second thing, Moses went up on a hill, and I want you to know that when you are in battle, you don't pause to see if the leader has his hands up. As a matter of fact, the Old Testament does not even say that that was a hill in sight. He says go up on the hill. It doesn't mean even that it was overlooking the battlefield. Therefore, Moses was separated geographically from the battle itself. If Moses had gone and held his staff up and led the troops out, that would have been one thing. But the fact was that he was some distance away, and even from being some distance away, still the power of prayer accomplished the purpose of the battle. So I don't want you to feel that because you are not there, your prayers are not as effective. 
God works all ends of the earth together for his victory. And therefore, he calls on us, the spiritual leadership of this nation, and that's exactly who you are. Don't ever forget that you are the spiritual leadership of this nation. He calls on us today to pray on behalf of the battle that is going on right now and to pray without ceasing. We're going to get started in this service. And we're going to take the time that was for the sermon for individual prayer. But after you leave here, I want you to know, it is still our job to pray without ceasing, ceasing, as Paul said, and if we do that, God will prosper and prevail. Now, a few things before we get started. First of all, if you have a few, a few ways to uh, uh, ground rules for, for group prayer, there's, there's a real control factor in me. I want you to know this. And there's, it takes everything I can do to let loose and say, okay, let's open it up to 500 people, you know. But here's what I'd like to invite you to do. As God lays on your heart something that he wants you to lead us all to agreement in prayer about, I want you to feel free to come to the microphone Speak into the microphone. Now, here are the cautions. Please remember that there are a number of people to whom the Holy Spirit will make something occur in their mind that might be beneficial to us all. And so, therefore, please make your time up here very brief. It is not the time for war stories. I know you've got some great ones. But let's concentrate on the military forces in the Middle East. Okay? on the war that's going on right now. So, make your prayers brief. Please, um, if you know of a name of a person over there, come and tell us so that all of us can pray for that person together and agree upon their safety. Please remember that we are not praying against flesh and blood. Ephesians 6.12 Our battle is not with flesh and blood. Please also, if you have, you know, anything you want to pray about, you want to pray about the, uh, the success of the operation, you want to pray about what God will do with the victory. See, this is another thing. One of Hannibal's generals one, one, one time came to him and said, Hannibal, you know how to gain a victory, but you don't know how to use a victory. And one of the things that the Allies are going to have to do after the war is figure out how to use the victory. That's as important as gaining the victory. So that's worthy of our prayer this morning also. And if God gives you a scripture, you know, you just want to get out, and because we need to rely upon his word. We need to count on his word. So if during this time God gives you a scripture that you want to get up, and you're going to have to adjust this mic constantly, I can tell you that right now, but if God gives you a scripture that you want to give up and sh- get up and share, please do that. Um... Now, let me see if I've said everything so as to we're all thoroughly confused. Uh, The point is that he wants to hear from his people. And all of us want to agree together so that what God puts in our mind, he can move on. All right? That's that's the whole gist of this. Now, we will take um, some time, and then uh, when it comes time to close... Uh, I will get up and I will again pray for us all. But let me just um, uh, enter us in 
uh, take us to the throne. And then as the Holy Spirit moves and he gives you something to say, come, speak into the microphone briefly and lead us all in prayer. Okay? Let me pray. Lord God, thank you that you call us to pray. You call us not so that we can be better psychologically prepared for war, but so that you can move and you can have your way. We know that you supernaturally want to protect your people and you supernaturally want to make it so that they will prevail and we know that you are the one who needs to be able to get the credit for that instead of our army or our strategy or whatever. So as your people pray to you this morning, Lord God, we ask you to move in a miraculous way to accomplish your purposes. Hear us now as your Spirit gives us the urging to come and to be unified in prayer to you. I have an employee who's in Saudi Arabia and had a heart attack on Thursday. I appreciate your prayers for Stanley Crocker. Father, we pray as Stanley's been evacuated back, that you will protect him, that you will uh, heal his body. We thank you for his service in that country. We, we pray for protection of the other people that I have in that area. I pray particularly for his family. Father, we just pray that you will safely bring him home, heal him, and protect him. Thank you. God, I ask for your protection for my cousin Charles Baker II, as he is in the fighting forces in Saudi Arabia. Help keep our family together. I'm not known for uh, my uh, my good dressing uh, today. I have an excuse anyway. I'm going to help a friend move uh, after service. I, sometimes I tend to get a little casual. Father, we've had this opportunity set before us today as a corporate group to come into your presence and to set ourselves before you. You sent Jesus Christ and you sent the covenant and established it and made it for us to come to know you in our lives and to reveal yourself to us. It's so easy to look at the big happenings in the world and history as it goes on and to hear the teachings about uh, um, how the prophecies are becoming fulfilled and say that this thing is happening here and that means this and that thing is happening there and that means this. But Father, for 
us to be able to speak out in the name of Jesus Christ and to come to you and to know and to be able to trust and to see that you're working your work in our lives in the same way and in the same manner that you're working your work in the political, the geographic, and in the world as its history and as its life is also being written. Father, I don't know how many people here are broken on the insides of themselves and they can't talk to you and they're afraid to bring themselves to you not so much in front of a group like this but within themselves when they're home and when they're alone they haven't seen and they haven't experienced and they haven't come to know that the reason that you sent Jesus Christ was so that each of us could come to know you and to call you Father. It would be wrong to have a time like this without focusing and refocusing each one of our inner beings on you and who you are and how you desire to work your work in our hearts and in our lives to bring your truth to bear and to make your love evident before our eyes to see ourselves as vehicles of what you would have done and to rejoice in the personal revelation of who you are and the miracle of the way that you've chosen to work your work on this earth that you can be the God of heaven and the God of creation and you can still whisper your gentle truth and peace to each of us to make us a song to make us a flower unto you Father I speak that as a focusing for all the people here because I know that they're here that have been afraid to come to you that have been too dirty or too sinful or too unworthy to expect that you would hear them to speak to them that the reason that you sent your son was to open the door for sinful people who were unclean be able to come to you with expectation for the big things and for the little things. Now open that door over this group and speak the covenant of the blood of Jesus Christ into effect over this place, over this house, over these hearts and these minds so that you have the opening to work your will and show your way over this people and this time and this place today I thank you for that sureness I thank you for that peace I thank you for all that you've done for all of us and for me
Heavenly Father, not only do I pray for the safety of our troops, I pray that any of our troops that are over there that don't know you would learn about you as a result of this. And Father, I also pray for the Iraqi prisoners that they might see in our troops your love so that we know so that they know that we are a nation that loves you and love other people. Father, I want to pray for my brother, uh, David Park over there. Father, just pray for his safety, pray for the his family and his wife that's uh, alone in Germany. His father just uh, want to pray for the peace that you can give us, understanding that uh, Saddam, who claims to be another Nebuchadnezzar, is indeed a servant, just like Nebuchadnezzar was. The servant of you, Father, who is in your control, and uh, that we can bring peace in our heart knowing that you are in control of this. The scripture. This is what the Lord says in Second Chronicles. If my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to their prayers offered in this place. Father God, I just recognize your sovereignty and your power today. Dear Father, I would just like to thank you for a commander-in-chief who asks us to look to you and to pray during this time of conflict. And we want to lift him up to you and all our other government leaders here in the United States as well as throughout the world and countries that are involved in this. We pray a particular and special wisdom for them and that they would continue to glean insight from you and continue to look to you and hear from you, Lord. And we ask for your power to be evident during this time. Thank you. I pray to you like I prayed 20 years ago and so long. And I know that you're here on prayers because you heard mine. Those troops out there, I know what they're going through and I know they're praying to you, Lord. Please be with them as you are with me and those that will come back. Lord, watch over them. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, at this time, I'd like to pray for our son, Steve, that we believe that he's on his way to Great City. I pray not only for his protection, Lord, but that you would use him as a light, not only to those that he's in contact with in his unit, but even the enemy, should he come in contact with them, Lord, that your light would shine through him on those people. In Jesus' name.
pray also for uh, Faye Greek's son, Russell, who was uh, flying missions in and out of that area. I pray that you'd uh, protect him and uh, cause him to look to you for strength and courage, and I uh, pray that you'd help him to be light uh, to those around him. Heavenly Father, I just pray for my nephew, Gerald Felker, in the Middle East. I pray, Lord, that you'll build a hedge of protection around him and the rest of the troops and bring them home safe, Lord. I pray for the Iraqi, the the Saudis, and the others, Lord, that through all of this they may come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Father dear, I lift unto you this morning that one that has written back since gone to Arabia. That it's the best thing that ever took place in his life. Because he acknowledged that those ten or twelve years that he drifted from God, he'd gone far from you. But he has come to a closer walk with you, a greater knowledge of you than ever before. And he is today, no doubt, rejoicing because of what God has done. Doubtless there are many others with that same experience. We would pray, Father, this morning for each and every one of those, whether men or women, that know you, know you as a personal Savior, as it has already been mentioned this morning. They will be shining lights. They will be bright lights. They will be as magnetic powers that will be drawing others unto a walk with you. We ask in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray that you might protect my brother-in-law, Randy Pratt, that you would watch over him and keep him safe, that you would comfort his family. this war in the Middle East and we realize that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through God the tearing down of strongholds the casting down of imaginations of imaginations and Lord we understand there is a spiritual warfare going on here that transcends what we see uh, on television and what's taking place over there. And it seems a, a hard prayer, but a significant one to ask you this morning to, as you have in the past prevailed in the changing of minds and direction, uh, directions of kings, of Persia, of Egypt, and others, to acknowledge you as 
the one true God, that somehow you would break through the battlements there in Iraq of concrete and steel to reach the mind and heart of Saddam Hussein, since this seems to be the he seems to be the channel, the source, the means of whereby this thing has started and continues. So we would just pray uh, for him this morning. Pray for our troops, Lord, that those who know you over there would be able to see you uh, throughout this campaign as the captain of the host of the Lord, realizing that they that are with them are mightier than the foe and the sting of battle that's before them. And not knowing uh, exactly what to pray for, except, Lord, that we know that as we move toward the uh, culmination of the ages as a videotape or as a cassette tape moves toward its completion, it moves more rapidly. And we pray that we would be able to exercise discernment in the sense that you've told us that we are able to recognize the times and the seasons or the weather and things of this nature to be able to see what you're doing and to be able to see you as the king of lords and as the lord of kings. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord Jesus, you bring low the mighty and you lift up the humble. And I read back your word to you this morning. At the end of this time, I, Nebuchadnezzar, raised my eyes toward heaven, and my sanity was restored. Then I praised the Most High. I honored and glorified him who lives forever. His dominion is an eternal dominion. His kingdom endures from generation to generation. All the peoples of the earth are regarded as nothing. He does as he pleases with the powers of heaven and the peoples of the earth. No one can hold back his hand or say to him, What have you done? At the same time that my sanity was restored, my honor and splendor were returned to me for the glory of my kingdom. My advisors and nobles sought me out, and I was restored to my throne and became even greater than before. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and exalt and glorify the King of Heaven because he because everything he does is right and all his ways are just and those who walk in pride he is able to humble dear Lord Jesus I just pray right now for uh, the world leaders who are involved in this conflict I recognize that you are in complete and utter control of who they are and of their actions I pray that they will submit themselves to you and humble themselves at this time. And I pray that in a broader sense, each of us will examine our own lives and open them up to your inspection and allow us to be humbled as we need to be.
Lord, as I stand before this congregation, I remember the day when my husband and I were married in this church. And I really appreciate the times that we've had here together. Lord, I pray for his protection and the peace in his heart as he is away over in the Gulf. Father, I feel so confident that there are Christian men over there because this is a time to rejoice in knowing that there are souls to be saved over there and they're going to listen now. Father, I'm thankful for all the times my husband listened to Revelation when I thought he should be listening to Corinthians 13 or something more significant. And now I see how important it is that he really listened to your word. Father, there are some young men over there who are very confused and they need to hear the truth. Father, I praise you that my husband can be there sharing the gospel and sharing his love and honesty to you, with you, for these other men. Lord, as my husband wrote to me a scripture verse that seems to be a strength for him, I would like now to share it with this congregation. Psalms 27, 1 through 5 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When evildoers assail me, uttering slanders against me, my adversaries and foes, they shall, they shall stumble and fall. Though a host encamped, encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. The war arise against me, I will be confident. One thing have I asked of the Lord that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For he will hide me in the shelter in the day of trouble. He will conceal me under the cover of his tent. He will set me high upon a rock. Thank you, Father, for the souls that are over there that are willing to be ministered to. And Father, I pray now that we could come as a congregation and pray that their hearts would be opened, that their spirits would be sensitive, Father, that they could hear your word, Lord, that they could be sensitive and not hardened, and that they would take this opportunity to understand how precious life is, which I'm sure they are. But Father, they're so frightened. And Lord, I pray that you would just give them your truth, give them your glory, Lord, and most of all, give them your peace and your protection. I think that we're afraid to ask God to win um, this war. I think we're afraid to, that he doesn't want us to. Um, I, I was really scared to death to do this, but I did it anyway. Um, so I've asked, I, I'd like to ask you to agree with me that we could win, that we could stop this madness of Hussein. Lord, we pray um, in agreement with all the things we've heard so far. Um, that you do show us your power, show the world your power, um, grant us the victory, and stop this madness. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name I pray that peace begins with us. Amen.
Father, I'd like to ask that out of all this carnage, that perhaps this be a new beginning for a chance for the word of your son Jesus Christ to be spread in these lands that have been closed literally for centuries and where your followers have been persecuted, that this be a new beginning where your seed can again take root. In Jesus' name we ask this. Amen. Lord, thank you that you love us yesterday, today, and tomorrow, and that your continued blessings are over all our servicemen in Saudi Arabia, Lord. I especially ask for your prayers and your blessings over a cousin by the name of Ned Nelson and my baby nephew's father who is over in Saudi Arabia. I ask that you bring both of these men and all of the men over in Saudi Arabia home safely to their loved ones. Lord, I ask that you would help all those people over in Saudi Arabia who are risking their lives so that we can be free and just help there not to be too many people dying. In Jesus' name, amen. I'd like to ask all those who have a loved one. I'd like to ask all those who have a loved one to stand right now. I need to confess to you that um, I don't have a continuous attitude of prayer for the war that's going on. And and I realize that I need to see you um, to have that. And um, Joel's scripture this morning when Moses raised up the staff I realized that you all are the ones that have that continuous attitude of prayer because of the love that you have and I'd like to ask that the people standing around you this morning would um, symbolically just hold on to either side of you that we might commit ourselves to be in continuous prayer for you and for your loved ones that you might be strengthened so that your arms would not drop if you do that I would pray Father God you know each person standing You know the love that they have for the person that's fighting. You know their concern. You know their anxiety. You know just how the war is affecting each one of them. Lord, you love them fully. You love the person that they're praying for fully. You love all the men and women that are over in Saudi Arabia fully, and you know them. Lord Jesus, give us just your strength this morning to pray continuously. Give us the hope that you are God, that you are a victor, and help us to minister to the ones that are here. Father, it's a difficult time for everyone, and I just pray that you would give us your hope and help us to keep looking up, help us to encourage one another, and help us to give each other strength 
so that we all might pray continuously for your victory. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, if you will be seated, we will have one more prayer, and I'm going to ask the worship team to come come forward to close the service. You know that we could have stayed here all afternoon, and I debated that. Uh, this is just the tip of the iceberg, but if you will continue to pray without ceasing for the success of the mission, for the purposes that God wants to draw from this whole event. This is not an accident. God is in control. So if you'll pray just in a closing prayer, and then I'll have uh, uh, the worship team close us. Lord, all of your people band together because you are the source. You are all-powerful. You have in your hand power and might. So we come to you not depending on the skill totally or the number of our military because it's not by might and not by power that your purposes are accomplished but by, the, by your spirit. And so all of us bond together in that spirit praying for those who are fighting on our behalf and on yours and asking you, Lord God, to love them and draw them close to you. Protect them. Do not let them fall. In Jesus' name, amen.